The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Lord. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers unto the harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide. For the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Hear the sick who are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into the streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me, and whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The assembly may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Mother, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the words of the great theologian, Taylor Swift, heartbreakers going to break, 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 and the fakers are going to fake, 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 but I'm just going to shake, 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 shake. I shake it off. I shake it off. This text today is the great shake-it-off text of our gospel, of Luke's gospel. Jesus is sending off 70 followers on a mission, a mission to, of course, share his words of the coming kingdom, a mission that will be met with some resistance. And so it's, it's in the face of this trauma of being denied along the way that Jesus gives this simple advice. Just shake it off, right? Shake it off. As it turns out, shaking it off is actually a natural response in the face of a traumatic event. Researchers have found that in the animal kingdom, animals literally shake after they have a traumatic experience. It's a natural response in the lambic system, the part of your brain that deals with emotions. And animals will shake off as a means of sort of resetting their bodies after facing something traumatic. And it turns off that fight or flight response and sort of gets them back into a a normal sort of state of mind once more following the trauma. In other words, in the animal kingdom, we literally shake off trauma. The challenge is, it's not so easy for us always to do that very same thing, to shake off the trauma that we face in our lives, and I wish, of course, it was just that easy. You see, here, Jesus is sending 70 followers 
to go out to canvas the area that he knows is too large for him to canvas on his own, to go and share the news that the kingdom of God is indeed drawing near. And he gives them some directives. Begins at the restricted packing list. Don't take any of those extra things with you, essentially requiring that they be 100% dependent upon the hospitality of those whom they meet along the way. If that wasn't hard enough, we get a little bit of a glimpse of the type of people that they're going to meet along the way, which are likened in Jesus' words to including, but not limited, wolves, snakes, and scorpions. I don't know about you, but that is the holy trinity of things I do not want to meet when I am traveling, let alone want to be dependent upon for hospitality in the midst of my travels. They're on the Mount Rushmore's of no thanks, right? But yet this is the type of people who they are told they are going to be up against and meeting along the way and need to depend upon the hospitality of. That, you see, is a big task. Then, moreover, Jesus sets them up for denial. Jesus says, look, you're going to meet certain people when you go to share them the peace. <laughs> They're not going to share it back. Trust me, I just experienced it myself in a Samaritan town not far from here. So with all of this going against them, the question is, what do they have? How are they equipped to do this? And they do have a few things going in their favor. They carry with them the power of God, which is no small thing. In fact, it's great enough for them to be able to, to cast out demons and heal those who are sick. They also are sent with the peace of Christ. Peace, for lack of a better phrase, like a boomerang. Because that's kind of what peace is, right? We know that from here. If I say, the peace of the Lord be with you always, you say? See, it's like a boomerang. I threw it out and you threw it right back at me. It's perfect, right? So we're used to this, right? This is how peace works for us in the church as followers of Christ. Someone shares peace with us. We accept it. We reciprocate it. Jesus is not so fast. In the world around you, this message of peace won't be so readily received. It may not come back to you like you'd expect, but know this. Even if it's not reciprocated, the peace will return to you nonetheless. In other words, my peace is my peace regardless of whether or not people are willing to accept it or even extend it. And that is really, really important. Because you see, they're going to need everything they can get in order to carry out this mission. Because they know going in that they will be rejected. And that with that rejection comes trauma. And with that comes this advice once more to shake it off. In the face of that trauma of rejection to just shake it off. But as we know in this life and in this world, oh, Taylor Swift, it's harder than that sometimes. Certainly, that would be the case for me as a pastor. I think about all the different people or places or locations in our world where, where traumatic things occur and how as a pastor the worst advice I can imagine giving someone in that moment is, oh, just shake it off, you'll be fine. It doesn't always work like that. Sometimes the, the trauma that we face is, is bigger than that. It's harder than that. It seems so simple, but, but it just isn't. And, and there's examples of this all around us. What about, those, what about those people who've been traumatized by, say, the church itself? which is unfortunately a part of our collective history. A church who's not always willing to receive people how they are or who they are, or perhaps extend to people the peace that they deserve as someone created in God's divine image. Or, or the church that over the years has allowed abuse to occur because of broken systems that are in place. And perhaps even more frustrating or, or terrifying, 
the, the broken theology that supports those systems that exist? What about the, the people who face traumatic or trauma at the hands of the larger society? I think about native peoples who can't even find hospitality in their own land, who experience generational trauma yet to this day being pushed aside because they get in the way of expansion, of destiny for us white people. That's a hard place to be. Or what about those who are traumatized by the larger government itself and the decisions made therein, like the legislation? Those people who've been traumatized in the last week because of reproductive rights being stripped away. Or people who are, who are traumatized by the realities of gun violence and yet we refuse to do anything to help curb it even though we agree as a country overwhelmingly that there are simple things we can do to maintain that right to bear arms but also the right to, you know, go to school safely in this country. <laughs> in these instances... Me saying, I'll just shake it off, it'll be fine, doesn't work. It's not as simple as that. You can't just shake off trauma like this. It, it, it sticks with you. It's ingrained in, in who we are. So the question is, what does Jesus' advice do for us in that instance where it's not so easy? And I think the answer is clear if we listen closely. When Jesus says to shake it off, he's not just saying to, to therapeutically shake off the trauma like the animals around us do. But also, Jesus says, this is a form of protest. You are protesting when you shake off the dust here. It may not change the trauma that you've experienced in rejection in this place, right? But what it does do is it serves as a form of protest that says there is more than what you see. It protests and recognizes that God's abundance is enough for all people and that God's kingdom is near. And that that kingdom is greater than anything we can imagine here right now. It is a protest on behalf of what God desires in creation. Of what God desires for all to have. Which is as simple as being loved as we are created. And it's a reminder that when we protest, when we shake off the dust from our feet, it doesn't mean our feet aren't dirty anymore. But the work yet still continues. And actually, as it turns out, in the past week and in the days and weeks to come, I'm sure we will see plenty of protests. Protests as people speak up in the face of the trauma that they experience. In fact, oftentimes, sharing their own experiences of trauma with the hopes that other people won't have to moving forward. And if we take a step back, and if we take seriously who this Jesus guy is that's sending them out, we'll see that Jesus' entire life was a form of protest of the ways of this world, a protest against the kingdoms of this world and the systems of empire found therein. That Jesus protests even to the point of death on the cross that we no longer have to die in that traumatic way as well. Ushering in a kingdom that shakes the very foundation of creation itself. And in the meantime, here we are. We live in an inhospitable world sent with a message of hospitality centered around the concept of peace. And that is a tricky thing to make work. And in the midst of the heartbreak of this world and the traumatic things that occur in our lives, 
we must listen again to that advice to shake it off. To shake it off as a sign of peace-filled protest. That there is more to this world than we see. That God's kingdom offers everything that we desire for ourselves and those we love. And I'd even dare to say those we don't love so much. Because in God's kingdom, all of creation has a place. But sometimes we, God's people, have to be willing to protest and start by shaking it off. Thanks be to God. Amen.